This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Selection Show for the Beningo Bracket of Pain. Hi, I'm Evan Roberts. This is a very special edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast, an idea that popped into my head many years ago is finally happening. It's finally coming to fruition. And that, of course, is the Beningo bracket of pain. What it is, you ask? 69, it's a field of 69, of Joe Beningo's most painful moments as a sports fan. As a longtime listener of Joe, whether it was in the overnights, the middays, with me in middays, with me in the afternoon drive, you've heard him talk about many painful sports moments. You've heard him remember pitch by pitch, second by second, down for down, every moment of these painful moments. You've heard him cry about it on the air. You've heard him complain about it. You've heard him talk about how life could be so different if these painful moments did not happen. And so it was my job as his longtime partner to collect all of those thoughts that he's given us as listeners and me as radio partner and kind of seed them up. And try to figure out, what is the most painful moment in Joe Beningo's sports fandom? This was an arduous process. But before I get to the process, let me tell you how this idea came about. It was about four or five years ago. It was right after Joe and I, I think right before a show, Joe was telling me, bro, I think, I think this is it. I think I got to retire. I think I'm done. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I believed him. I thought, wow, this really could be it for Joe. This could be the final few months I get to do a show with him. Now, granted, this was probably back in 2014. But nevertheless, I said to myself, man, if Joe leaves, don't we have to do big things for him to kind of celebrate not just his great run with WFAN, but who he is. And he is defined by the pain he has suffered as a fan. I mean, let's think about it. Could anybody imagine Joe if he rooted for a team that was a dynasty? Could you imagine that? Could you imagine Joe as a Yankee fan? Could you imagine Joe as a Giant fan? It's unimaginable to all of us. It's unimaginable to think that he actually saw his team win, even though it was a very long time ago. That's who he is. So it popped in my head, boy, wouldn't it be funny? And my brain said, do it in August, do it in September, uh, to put a bracket together like the NCAA tournament of all these painful moments. Do it away from March. You know, everybody's doing brackets. And then the more I thought about it, I said, you know what? Nah, I don't think he's going to retire. There's no need to do this. Plus, it's going to be painful for him to have to bring up all of these moments. Obviously, we are facing uncertain times in our country and in the world, and the sports world has stopped. And so we have done shows that have been a little bit different. We've talked a lot about the past, and it's certainly been enjoyable. But as it was happening, I was realizing Joe is basically going through all of these painful moments. So why not let this be the moment, the opportunity to do the Beningo bracket of pain. I mean, God knows, what are we talking about for the next three months anyway? We're basically talking about this as it is. So I had the idea to myself, and I knew this is going to be some process. So I spoke to a lot of people that know Joe very well, Ray Martell, who produced him for many years in the overnight and a little bit in middays. I spoke to Iron Statnow, and of course you know him as a famed New York Jet caller. I spoke to Joey and Yonkers, a great 
great overnight listener who remembers everything. He remembers things Joe doesn't remember. And I started writing down ideas. I started writing down every painful moment I could think of. And I'm telling you, the list got there like 150. So there are going to be things on this bracket as we unveil it. And you're going to say, hey, where's Bobby Bonilla's contract? Here's the reality. Bobby Bonilla's contract didn't make it. I'll be blown with you. Didn't make it. Sorry. There are a lot of moments that just flat out didn't make the cut. I mean, we could literally have an NIT tournament of those that didn't make it. So I, I tried to separate them. The Jets stuff, the Mets stuff, the Rangers stuff, the Knicks stuff. And then there's actually a couple on this bracket actually made the field of 69 that actually doesn't even involve the local teams. For example, and this one barely made the tournament, but it did, LeBron James's decision. Now, you could say it's Nick related, but it really was his decision in general of going to Miami. That did barely make it as a 16 seed. And unfortunately for LeBron's decision, He's got a tough road ahead of him because he's matched up against a number one seed. We'll get to the one seeds in a second. After I you know, wrote as many ideas as I could down, I really started to think based on comments Joe has made, based on everything he said, where does this really rank in the pain? How high is it? So I, I made a scale, one to 10 on the Joe B scale meter, and I would write down numbers next to each event. I've got a lot of time on my hands. And then when it was all said and done, I somehow narrowed it down to 69. Now, you may be asking, why the number 69? Well, here's the reason. I was going to have play-in games, and I have play-in games that would have made the number at 68. But there was one play-in game that needed to be a three-way dance, a triple threat match for all the wrestling fans out there. So let's start with that play-in game, and we'll work around the bracket. That play-in game is an 11 seed in the midday conference. And that is the battle of the three Mets collapses, 1998 versus 2007 versus 2008. So that's how we got to the number 69, by the way. So it's a triple threat match as a play-in in the 11 seed in the midday conference. The 98 collapse versus the 07 collapse versus the 08 collapse. Another play-in game. It's a battle of Ranger losses. We move up to the overnight conference. If you're watching along, you hopefully have printed out your bracket, whether it's through my Twitter account or, of course, WFAN.com. You would notice the 14 seed has a play-in matchup in the overnight conference, and that would be between the Rangers losing the conference finals in 2012 to the New Jersey Devils and the Rangers losing the Stanley Cup finals to the Los Angeles Kings two years later. That's the other play-in matchup. Let's move down now to the Food Delivery Conference. And this is going to be some play-in matchup between two Jet moments. It's for the 10 seed in the Food Delivery Conference. The trade of Darrell Rivas versus the butt fumble. Now, here's the deal. Joe and I are very similar on this. The butt fumble hasn't caused that much pain. The Jets sucking caused a lot of pain. The Jets getting blown out by the Patriots that night caused a lot of pain. But I thought it was important based on the nature of that event, the way it is defined for a lot of people, the jet failures this last decade, to at least give Joe an opportunity to either reject the butt fumble or give the butt fumble an opportunity to make some kind of run in this tournament. So it was one of those events that if I'm just 100% basing it on how I think Joe feels, I don't think I would have included this. But I decided, you know what, as a throw-in, because it's a play-in matchup, let me give Joe the opportunity to publicly reject the butt fumble. But 
He also wasn't totally opposed to trading Darrell Rivas. So that'll be an interesting matchup in the 10-seed play-in game in the Food Delivery Conference. Let's move up now to the Franklin College Conference. Of course, that's where he went to school. We are have a battle of errors, or errors, no matter how you want to define it. And that's for the 14th seed in the Franklin College Conference, the Isaiah Thomas era versus the Phil Jackson era. That is going to be very, very intriguing. Now let's meet the one seeds. These are the guys, the battles, the events that I think are heavy favorites, very, very heavy favorites to potentially go and go all the way and maybe win the whole thing. So let's meet the one seed in the Franklin College Conference. This whole thing is making me laugh. The A.J. Dewey is still going slash Don Shula doesn't put the tarp on the field game. Of course, Jets-Dolphins, the 1982 AFC Championship game. That is the number one seed in the Franklin College Conference. We've all heard Joe talk glowingly about his favorite coach, Don Shula. And certainly concerning A.J. Dewey, He's still running bro on that interception that sealed Miami going to the Super Bowl. By the way, they'll be matched up in the first round against a big moment in Ranger history. And that was the Rangers losing in seven to the Chicago Blackhawks in the 1971 Eastern Conference Finals. Unfortunately for the Rangers, they're in a 116 battle against a monster known as the Tarp and A.J. Dewey. We move down to the Food Delivery Conference where the number one seed is a monster. This is another big monster, and Joe has talked about it uh, over the last few weeks on the show, and that is the infamous Mike Sosha game and Mets' subsequent loss in the 1988 National League Championship Series. While I have said as a Mets fan, boy, if I'm coming off a World Series two years ago, as upset as I would be, I would certainly be more annoyed about 2006. Joe has made it clear, the Mike Sosha game is something that destroys his soul. So they've got a real chance to make a run in this tournament. Unfortunately for the Rangers, they're also in the 116 battle here in the Food Delivery Conference. Getting destroyed by the Devils in the 2006 first round actually made the tournament because if you've heard Joe, that bothered him too. Rangers are back in the playoffs. He barely sat down, I think, for Game 3 at Madison Square Garden, and the Rangers are already down 2-0. So that series did bother him, but they're in a very tough, tough road as they take on the number one seed in the Food Delivery Conference. And that, of course, is the Mike Sosha game, the 1988 National League Championship Series. We touched on this briefly, the overnight conference, how LeBron's decision made the tournament as a 16 seed. Well, good luck, LeBron, because you're going to have to defeat a different decision, a decision the New York Mets made in the late 70s to trade Tom Seaver. That's right. Tom Seaver being traded is a number one seed in the overnight conference. So, Despite Joe's Jet fandom and despite half of the bracket, literally half of the bracket features Jet moments, there is only one Jet moment occupying a one seed. We've got two Met moments as one seed. A little bit of an upset here, the Tom Seaver trade and, of course, the Mike Sosha game. Now, you may be asking, well, who has the other number one seed? That, of course, belongs to the infamous Charles Smith. It's the Charles Smith Memorial from the 1992 Eastern Conference Finals. That's a number one seed, a number one seed in the midday conference, and they are being matched up. And Met fans, I got to warn you, you may be upset that this is a 16 seed, but I believe it deserves to be. And that's the Mets losing the National League wildcard game back in 2016 to Madison Bumgarner. So very tough road for the Mets here. That game, that brutal loss with Jairus Familia on the mound has to deal with the Charles Smith Memorial. Let's meet the two seeds here in the Beningo bracket of pain. Let's go all the way back to the Franklin College Conference, and we find the Victor Cruz game. 
That's right. This is one that really stings me, too. Christmas Eve 2011, not only did it catapult the New York football giants on their way to a Super Bowl, but it really derailed the Jets for a very long time. The Victor Cruz game is the number two seed in the Franklin College Conference, and they're matched up with an interesting 15 seed. Doc and Darrell winning with the New York Yankees. That's a 15 seed in the Franklin College Conference. We move down to the Food Delivery Conference. We've got a Met moment, Yogi Berra's decision, which subsequently leads to the Oakland Athletics winning the 1973 World Series. You've heard Joe say it. You've heard Howie Rose say it. And that was Yogi Berra's decision to come back with Tom Seaver on three days rest in Game 6 instead of pitching George Stone and keeping Seaver for Game 7. That's a two seed in the food delivery conference, and they've got a regular season Nick game they got to deal with. The infamous double nickel, Michael Jordan's double nickel game, gets the 15 seed in the food delivery conference. As we go up to the overnight conference, this is a two seed that can definitely win the whole thing, and that's the Mark Gastineau roughing the passer penalty and the two-overtime loss, who could forget this, to the Cleveland Browns in the 1986 divisional round. This is an infamous game. In New York Jet history, Joe has talked about this game many, many times. Unfortunately, it's about to knock out a bad owner, or at least that's what we think, because the 15 seed would be the Wilpons ownership. I know what you're thinking. How could that be a 15 seed? Listen, <laughs> we've, we've got to fit everybody in. There's going to be 15 seeds that you think in your brain are four seeds, but the truth is they're 15 seeds. So the Wilpon ownership is tough. They have a tough matchup. The two-overtime loss to Cleveland in the overnight conference. We go down to the bottom right of the bracket. That's the midday conference uh, region. We got another Jet moment, and that would, of course, be Bruce Harper's fumble right out of the gate as the Jets lose at home in the 1981 wildcard game to the Buffalo Bills. Another Jet moment Joe has talked a lot about, and it's about to eliminate a Jet, or at least that's what we think. The year of Lou Holtz is a 15 seed in the midday conference. Where should we go now? Let's meet some of these 8-9 matchups because the 8-9 matchups are very even and, of course, they would take on the winner of the 1-16 seeds. We go back up to the Franklin College Conference. We've got ourselves a Met moment versus a Jet moment. Let's meet the 8 seed. Kenny Rogers walks Andrew Jones. The Mets bid to come back from 3-0 fall short and they lose the 1999 National League Championship Series to the Atlanta Braves. We've heard Joe rip Al Leiter. We've heard Joe rip John Franco and Armando Benitez for blowing that game. Obviously, it was capped off by Kenny Rogers' walk. The Mets losing in the 1999 NLCS is an eight seed. The nine seed it has to battle, as Joe has called it, Boomer is hiding under the rug. So, Boomer, if you're listening to this podcast, you've made it. Congratulations. You're in the Beningo bracket of pain as a nine seed. Boomer hides under the rug as the Houston Oilers destroy the New York Jets to close out the 1993 season. A very interesting matchup. We move down. This whole thing makes me laugh. We move down to the food delivery conference where we've got the eight seed, and that's Chad Pennington defeating Brett Favre at Giant Stadium. Oh, this pains me too. Week 17, 2008 season, Dolphins win the division. It's actually at this game with Stephen Howard Beach. They're the eight seed against Pat Riley's resignation. Who could forget that fax from 1995? Pennington beats Favre versus Pat Riley resigning. In the overnight conference, we go to the eight seed. Vinny Testaverde gets hurt. Bill Parcells doesn't want to go to Ray Lucas. And the 1999 season basically becomes a dud. That's the eight seed. The nine seed? Daryl Strawberry leaves the New York Mets and signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers. You heard that right. If you're keeping track at home, if Daryl can win this matchup, 
we'd have an early Met transaction showdown in the field of 32. We could potentially have Tom Seaver being traded versus Daryl Strawberry signing with the Dodgers in the second round of the Beningo Bracket of Pain. Let's move down to the midday conference. This is a really interesting 8-9 matchup. In fact, this is the highest-seeded New York Ranger moment, and that's Adam Graves' suspension from the 1992 Eastern Conference semifinals. Is that more pain than the Jets blowing their playoff opportunity against the Buffalo Bills to close out the 2015 season? Hmm. Only time will tell. That's the 8-9 matchup. We move over to, let's see, let's go with some 7-10 matchups. The 7-10 matchup in the Franklin College Conference features the 10 seed, the Todd Bowles era. It's sort of recent, but Bowles has now been out of uh, Joe's hair for a year and a half. Has that cooled off Joe's feelings towards Todd Bowles? The Todd Bowles era, though, is in for a tough challenge because Terry Pendleton's home run in 1987, which really crushed the New York Mets bid to win the division and get back to the playoffs for the second straight year. If the Mets hold on and win that game, they would have pulled within a half game of the St. Louis Cardinals. Pendleton hits the home run. The Cardinals win. The Mets fall out of it. That's the seven seed. Pendleton's home run versus the Todd Bowles era. We go to the bottom of the bracket, the food delivery conference region. The 10 seed is the winner of the playing game. We mentioned the Rivas trade versus the butt fumble. Well, whoever wins, good luck. Christmas even Baltimore, 2000. <laughs> uh, I think Jermaine Lewis had a punt or two punt returns for a touchdown. There was a Chris McAllister interception return for a touchdown. Right at the end of the first half, Jets had a chance to make the playoffs. It really put the finishing touch on a, a very frustrating and disappointing close to the 2000 season. Christmas Eve in Baltimore is the seventh seed. And think about that. Christmas Eve in Baltimore. Christmas Eve against the Giants. It's a lot of bad Christmas Eves. A lot of bad. Let's go to the 7-10 matchup in the overnight conference. We got a couple of more Jet games to talk about. The 10 seed would be, quote, abuse in Foxborough. That was the night on Monday night where the Jets got crushed by the New England Patriots. I was there with them. Ernie was there with them. And not only did the Jets get destroyed by New England, even though the Jets would get revenge a few weeks later, the crowd was just vicious to us mean to us, especially to Ernie wearing that Yankee hat. So that did make the tournament. Congratulations. That's the 10 seed. They got some trouble, though, because the 7 seed, the infamous Dan Marino spike game from 1994. So an all-jet matchup in the 7-10 battle in the overnight conference. Move down to the midday show conference. We've got a Nick trade versus a Jet era. The 10 seed, Marcus Camby for Antonio McDice, a trade that ticked off Joe so much I think he called up Mike and the Mad Dog. He was so angry. The seven seed, the Richie Kotite era. Boy, that's a that's a really interesting 7-10 matchup. The Kotite era versus the Camby trade. Hmm. Let's jump back up to the Franklin College Conference where our 5-12 matchup awaits us. And we all know about how many upsets we may see in the 5-12 matchup. The five seed, Bill Belichick resigns as head coach of the New York Jets. Many people think that this five seed could dangerously go on a run considering what Bill has become. I don't know. I'm skeptical of that. There's a reason they're a five seed. Joe's pained by it, but I don't think he's as pained as many people realize. We'll see, though. They're going to take on a a non-Met moment in Major League Baseball. Joe was pissed about this, and that was Pedro Martinez blowing the 2003 American League Championship Series. It's labeled as Pedro slash 
Little blow it for the Red Sox? Ask Joe. Pedro blew it. That's the 12 seed, and I would not be stunned. That's an interesting 12-5 matchup to keep an eye on as a non-team that Joe roots for. Pedro Little blow it versus Bill Belichick resigns as head coach of the New York Jets. Just keep an eye on that. You never know. Let's go down to the food delivery conference. Here's the, how about this 12-5 matchup? Greg Lloyd counts out Al Toon from 1989. Al Toon got just knocked out with his vicious hit. And Lloyd comes over WWE style and counts the one, two, three. Uh, that is a moment Joe is not fond of. But can this pull off this upset? And that's knock off the 2000 Subway Series World Series loss? That's going to be a tough one. That's the 5-12 matchup. Lloyd counts out Toon in 89 versus the Subway Series loss in 2000. 5-12 matchup in the overnight conference features a couple of Jet moments. First, the 12 seed, the infamous Heidi game from 1968 versus going to Indy and losing the AFC title game in 2009. It also involved a very long drive back. The 5-12 matchup in the midday conference features a couple of moments from the same year Many, many years ago, back in 1971, the 12 seed is Joe Namath getting injured in the preseason versus the Bullets knocking off the Knicks in seven games in the 1971 Eastern Conference Finals. So what's interesting about that matchup is you go right to the same era, basically months apart, 1971 in the 5-12 matchup. Let's go to the 3-14 matchups, which are always interesting. First in the Franklin College Conference, we mentioned the 14th seed is a playing game between the eras of Isaiah Thomas and Phil Jackson. Well, whoever wins, good luck. You're facing losing to the Broncos in the 1998 AFC Championship game. Remember, the Jets had a 10-0 lead in that game and ended up losing to Denver. That's the 3-14 matchup. We move down to the Food Delivery Conference area. The 14th seed is Mo Wilkerson after he got paid. As you know, it didn't go well for Mo. They'll be taking on the Game 6 and 7 losses that capped off the 1994 NBA Finals as the New York Knicks lost to the Houston Rockets. <coughs> Excuse me. In the overnight conference in the 3-14 matchup, the Rangers losings advancing out of the play-in game, either in 2012 or 2014, and they're going to have to deal with a moment that Joe has realized was painful more after the fact than even in the moment, and that's losing to the Kansas City Chiefs in the 1969 AFL Divisional Playoffs. It was painful in the moment, but little did he know, as he has said many times, walking out of Shea Stadium that day, that he would not see a playoff game for many, many years. We got a couple of Mets going at it in the midday conference. Interesting. As the 14th seed, we have Roger Clemens versus Mike Piazza. We all know what that was between getting hit in the head and obviously Roger throwing the bat. They're going to have to deal with an infamous moment in Met history. And that would be Carlos Beltran goes down looking to end the 2006 National League Championship Series. Boy, that's <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. Let's go to the 4-13 matchups. First in the Franklin College Conference, the 12 seed, I'm sorry, the 4-13 matchup, the 13 seed, Brett Favre as a New York Jet. <laughs> we know what Joe thinks about Brett Favre, but we also know what he thinks about the four seed, and that's coming off the bench in the 1997 Eastern Conference semifinals. This is a four seed to keep an eye on. Coming off the bench could make a very deep run in this tournament. Down in the food delivery conference, the four, the 13 seed would be Daniel Murphy haunting us, as in Met fans. And Joe called it from the beginning. Daniel Murphy leaves. 
Daniel Murphy hits about 650 against the New York Mets. But it's a 13 seed because it's got to deal with the four seed. And that's Bill Parcells blows it in Detroit. And that, of course, was the close of the 1997 season. In the overnight conference, <laughs> this is this may be one of my favorite matchups. The 13 seed is Luis Castillo drops the ball. Of course, that's the conclusion of the 2009 Subway Series game or one of the Subway Series games between the Mets and the Yankees. Joe and I actually argued about this game a couple of days ago on the air. If it should be played as a Yankee classic and all that. It obviously called Joe Payne, caused Joe Payne, and has made the tournament as a 13 seed. The four seed, and look, I had to put this together because if I separated these, it could be its own bracket, and that's New York Jet drafts. Now, look, New York Jet drafts encompasses a lot. Who are we kidding? I mean, there's a lot of bad picks over the years. Separating it to me was not feasible, so we've combined it into one. And look, as a four seed, it could go all the way. I mean, I can see a scenario where Joe decides that all of these draft pick combined are way too much. So it's a very dangerous four seed, but I was unsure and still am how Joe's going to react to a combined New York Jet draft. It's not one pick. It's all of the picks. It could be a juggernaut and go on a big run or who knows, maybe it gets knocked out earlier than we think. Let's go to the midday show conference. This is also a non- Joe Beningo team moment. It's a story he told from when he was a kid. It's the 13th seed. It's called Getting the Pirate's Hat. And if you've heard Joe, you know that his dad promised him he would get him a hat of the winner of the 1960 World Series. Joe was expecting a Yankee hat. Bill Mazeroski hits the home run. His dad gives him a pirate hat. It's a child moment. Who knows? Maybe this is stuck with Joe more than we realize. That's the 13th seed in the Midday Show Conference. But they've got a tough battle. That's the four seed. And the four seed is, you ready? Going to Pittsburgh for the 2010 AFC Championship game. That is not going to be easy, man. That is not going to be easy. All right. Let's now, I mean, we're almost done. I think we're at our last one. I think this is the 6-11 matchups that will close down the field of 69. Let's go to the Franklin, Confer Franklin College Conference region. The 11 seed would be Mark Sanchez getting hurt in the Snoopy Bowl in 2013. Of course, that was the preseason game. Rex Ryan plays him. He gets hurt. Pretty much ends Mark Sanchez's career as a New York Jet. Well, how about the 2015 World Series? How painful is that for Joe? I think that's a mystery. It's only been five years. I don't know. I don't know where that ranks. As a six seed, we'll see how it does. The 2015 World Series versus Mark Sanchez hurt in the Snoopy Bowl. That's the 6-11 matchup in the Franklin College Conference. Let's move down to the Food Delivery Conference. The 11 seed, Doc Gooden returns to Shea Stadium. He did that in 2000 as a member of the New York Yankees. His opponent, Mo Lewis, injures Drew Bledsoe and brings in the Tom Brady era. That's the 6 seed versus Doc returns to Shea. I'm going to kind of predict an upset here. I think Doc returning to Shea could win that one in the 6-11 matchup. In the overnight conference region, we've got the six seed, Reggie Miller's game, Patrick Ewing's miss, the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals versus a regular season jet loss. So you would think that the Knicks will have the edge. The Monday night loss to the Chicago Bears back in 1991. It's a game Joe's talked about many times. That's the 11 seed, the six seed, Reggie game, Ewing miss, the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals. And finally, 
in the midday show conference. We have a play-in game. That, of course, the collapses of 98, 2007, and 2008 for the Mets versus the Doug Bryan game, the 2004 AFC Divisional Playoffs. That's the 6-11 matchup, and that's the field of 69. I'll tell you, there's a lot of things about this that I don't know what to expect. I really don't. You know, as much as I know, Joe, as much as I try to put together the fairest bracket I could, the most accurate bracket I could, there's no perfect way to do it. I don't know. I think the one seeds are all really, really powerful. I think the two seeds are all really, really powerful. And I think that's the field of eight that you look at and say, boy, can anything top that? I think there's a few X factors to keep, up, to keep, on, to keep in mind here. Number one, I touched on it, this jet draft thing. As a four seed, they could go on a very deep run. I mean, the jet draft has caused Joe a lot of pain, but I wasn't ready to make it a two-seed or a three-seed, especially when you look at some of the competition. I think the Jets are going to have a lot of success in this tournament, but I do think the Mike Sosha game, the Charles Smith Memorial, the Tom Seaver being traded moment, all huge factors. Now, I know what you're thinking. What about Bobby Bonilla's contract? What about Peyton Manning? What about... There are a lot of things that just didn't make the cut. And it was tough. It was tough decision-making. It was not easy. Roberto Alomar didn't make the cut. The Fugazi series against the Nets in 2004 didn't make the cut. Quote, Leonard Williams is underrated. That didn't make the cut. Doing radio shows from parades. That didn't make the cut. Bobby Cox didn't make the cut. A lot of stuff. But you got to cut out to get to the field of 69. And I can't wait to start this thing. So thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you fill out a bracket yourself and stay tuned. What caused Joe the most pain? We're going to get the answers in the first ever Joe Beningo Bracket of Pain.